And ladies and gentlemen, here we go. This is uh, number five of questions and answers, and we're still on the subject of the of the angel wars. And I had said last week that I thought we might be able to finish uh, the last part of Angel War Two and also Angel War Three, uh, but uh, today I'm not so sure. There is so much to say and to cover uh, that the Lord has put on me that uh, we may just end up going another week or two, uh, but we'll just let it let it ride, however it happens. So. Uh, <clears throat> We're going to talk about the horse riders, and we're going to talk about uh, how that there are the horse riders that are the forces dark, sort of like the empire of the forces dark, and then there is uh, are the horse riders or the horse rider uh, of the forces of light, and uh, but it, it is very clear in the Bible that there is this one master horse rider who is Jesus Christ, but then he has an army who are following him, and they are on white horses. And uh, so there's, there's two forces with horses. Now, we need to sort of understand this thing about what the horses are. Uh, I don't think I have to turn to this, but I'll give you the scripture so you can. In Second Kings uh, chapter 2, verse 11, uh, Elijah is being taken up uh, by the chariot and the horses of fire. <clears throat> And if one selectively and carefully reads that, you know, it's very obvious that the horses that are being uh, mentioned there in the whirlwind that is taking them up are not uh, literal, physical, uh, uh, flesh and blood horses uh, that we think of as animals. But, but, you know, many times we've talked about horsepower, and we even use that term in an automobile. How many, uh, you know, uh, how, how much horsepower does your engine have? And then we'll give a number uh, that relates to the power of the of the engine of the automobile, because horses represent that kind of an equivalency of of power. And and uh, here we are talking about uh, a machine, a machine that can fly, and uh, it it has um, pilots in it called the horsemen. And uh, and these um, pilots um, are um, are able to fly this machine, and uh, and are able to create a kind of uh, uh, what you would see in Star Wars. But it, this happened way way uh, well in in Star Trek. Rather, this happened way 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 back in time before any of those kind of ideas and movies ever came uh, on on uh, to being. <coughs> so. Um, the interesting thing then is that um, you've got <clears throat> you've got this um, uh, understanding going all the way back of this prophet of God being taken up in this this flying uh, craft and uh, and it was called a chariot and of course back then they didn't know about airplanes they didn't know about uh, rockets uh, they didn't have that those kind of terms to use. And 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 uh, so you know what did they call them? Well, they called them uh, chariots because that's the only thing that was modern that they did know about. It, it's sort of like dinosaurs. You know, dinosaurs weren't named until um, the 1800s when they was uh, the bones were discovered uh, by an archae 
archaeologist type of person, and uh, and then he called it uh, a dinosaur, which means uh, the terrible lizard. And uh, so before that, the, the King James Bible was written prior to that time, and and they didn't even have the word dinosaur to put in the Bible, uh, so they they used the word dragon because that was the uh, only word that. Uh, uh, that they understood at the time to describe something that is being uh, revealed to them uh, beyond uh, their their knowledge, and that is the way it is with uh, you know a lot of the Bible, and that's why the Bible is a living book because it has things in it that are very advanced, very very advanced, and and but it they are revealed in the terminology and the definitions of the language of the times. And so then in the 30, 60, 100-fold of Revelation, uh, those uh, meanings and uh, terminologies uh, begin to come forward and begin to be understood as human beings move forward uh, in a deeper understanding of knowledge. And God promises uh, all the people of the earth, he says, you know, one day the, the, my knowledge, the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover the earth as the waters cover the seas. And so that was like a prophecy that was encouraging us to understand that many of the things that people are not able to perceive uh, based on the terminology and the, and the language and the, the definitions uh, had to do, uh, you know, with the revealing at that time in the the form that it was revealed at that time according to the, the knowledge of the people at that time. But there would always be the capability that by the Holy Spirit, that through revelation and that and through the progression progression of the times, that then these uh, original uh, deep rooted meanings would come forth and and would be understood. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to get a lot of insight on some terrific, incredible things. That at first, when you hear it, it'll almost seem too incredible to believe but hang in there with me and be patient uh, because I tell you what for everything that I give I do have scripture for it but of course in this short amount of time as I speak I cannot give you all the scriptures I'll give you some but uh, <clears throat> there are piles and piles of scriptures and much um, uh, much to say in many different areas of forensic uh, proofs uh, but we just have to do that, you know, a little at a time as we can. So uh, we're talking about these horse riders. And in the sixth chapter of Revelations, it says, And I saw the Lamb, and, and may I say here that I'm going to first start off reading the King James. Later, uh, I will try to read a lot of this through the MIV, the Manifest uh, Version of Bible. Uh, okay, <clears throat> here we go. Chapter 6, uh, Revelation. And I saw one of the lambs, uh, I saw when the lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard as it were the noise of thunder, and one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. Now, it's, there's a perfect explanation of what I was saying, and this, this, there's Bible backing word right there. And um, Okay. So this Bible-backing word um, is is like, and, and, and there was the noise of thunder, noise, okay? Um, in many, many electronic things, 
there are, to a lot of people, uh, a noise. But to an electronic technician or a person advanced in uh, various uh, levels of uh, science and technology, they would understand exactly what that, that, uh, that noise is saying, and they would even have instruments to interpret it. Uh, now, we are getting this, this first verse, and it says, you know, this, a seal was opened. It had been sealed. And so it wasn't even available at that point, even as a noise. Uh, but now suddenly it's available as a noise of thunder. And, and, and then one of the beasts invites, you know, John, uh, who, who is, is a man of God and, and who is a seer. And he says, come and see. And so it's, it's more than to just come and, 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 and listen. Because a lot of times when we think about a noise, we think that is only something that you can hear. But, but there is much more depth to this in the 30, 60, 100-fold revelation. And so there are not only things to hear, but there are things to be able to visualize and to see, of which the Bible says without a vision the people perish. There, there is a special kind of vision that God is giving to his people, uh, you know, that, that enables them to, to, to see not only that, that which was, but that which is and that which is to come. And this is, you know, Alpha and Omega revelation. <clears throat> Verse 2, And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And uh, verse 3, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. It's very interesting here that you have these opposites, and they are coming out of the seals. And and it, it's it's very interesting uh, that that as these seals are opening, uh, these these things are happening along that line. Let's go to verse um, to the next verse, verse five. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, "Come and see." And behold, and and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. Verse six. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four beasts say, "A measure of." wheat for um, for a penny and three measures of barley uh, for a penny and thou shalt and see that thou hurt not the oil and the wine and when he had opened the fourth seal I heard the, the uh, voice of the fourth beast say come and see and I looked and behold a, a pale horse and his name that set on him was death and hell followed with him and and power was given unto him uh, unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword, with hunger, with death, and with the beast of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain by the word of God for the testimony which they held. Now, take note that only with the, the first opening of the seal is there a noise of thunder. With all of the rest of them, the, the voice says, come and see, but there is no noise of thunder. That, that is happening individually with all these other horses. Right away, there is a declaration there being made of distinction uh, of, of that part which, which encloses a, a sacred understanding of things. Now, um, if we go back in time, uh, these things that our scientists and mathematicians, 
uh, have, and astronomers have discovered uh, in the day in which we live have been known uh, anciently uh, by the sons of God and the ancients of God uh, and the, the the Lord of hosts and, and all his hosts uh, have been known way, way back there. Even, uh, you know, in uh, entities like uh, Lucifer, who becomes Satan, ha- has known these things. So <clears throat> when we get into things like uh, this uh, Fibonacci's uh, math, in which he has discovered... Uh, some very interesting mathematical sequences that lead uh, to to the golden uh, ratio and uh, the golden section and also lead to the golden strings, uh, which are very, uh, very interesting because most of those um, descriptive things mathematically uh, can be proven uh, to be found in nature. Uh, in, in nature of, of animals, in nature uh, of uh, the woods and of vegetation and uh, structures, uh, it's extremely very interesting. Uh, this mathematician was from Italy. Uh, he was really a genius. And um, uh, but where did he get these ideas? Well, you know, there is, there is a universal mind, and there is energy out there flowing. Not everybody can pick it up, but it is out there. Come and see. And this man picked up. Uh, this golden ratio and and some of these incredible things. Now, uh, I mentioned in my uh, in the letter that we sent out uh, that I was going to put together some interesting figures, and um, uh, I uh, I have done that. Uh, one of the things that uh, I I talk about um, is the um, uh, the two hundred th- the two hundred million. Uh, uh, persons that are involved in this this army of satan 200 million and and how that 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 very number uh shows up in um you know in the uh, fibonacci uh math what i have done because it's just too deep and too difficult to describe uh you know verbally uh, i have written it out and i have put it in a post which is like a blog uh, in starrise so you people that are familiar with going to uh, www.themanifestor.com uh, and, and, and you get onto the blogs, uh, over to the right side of the blogs, if you scroll down, uh, you will see where it mentions Star Eyes. If you just click on Star Eyes, it will take you to this area uh, that has a, a listing of of several uh, posts done by the manifester, then it'll mention the love uh, post, and then after that, uh, down from that, it will mention uh, the father's house post. If you will go to the father's house post and open that, I have put in there some incredibly interesting things. I have put some math in there uh, from the uh, uh, you have Fibonacci's uh, uh, figures and showing you some very interesting things uh, on the 200 uh, million army and uh, on the uh, number 666 and uh, very uh, and how that relates to a prime number and some of the things like that. Plus, I've also gotten in to how that these um, uh, uh, mantis uh androids, as I call them, uh, are created, and it tells the story of, of their created and, uh, uh, creation and 
some very interesting uh, uh, scientific things about them. Uh, you will want to know that. So uh, after you get you know chance to hear this broadcast and and in whatever time of convenience it is to you, get over there to uh, www.themanifestor.com uh, over on the right hand side down a bit uh, where you see Star Rise. Click on it. Go to uh, the uh, post there that says the fa the Father's house, and then you can click on where it talks about uh, the uh, the War of the Angels. And when you click on the War of the Angels, it will get into this part uh, and that that tells these things about the Fibonacci math and and the construction of those uh, uh, those creatures. Uh, that you're going to want to know more and more about as we go forward in time. Okay, so just saying that now so that you have that information and, and you can be sure to get in on it. Now, uh, sometimes people get confused on that because it, it shows that you have to to uh, uh, sign in and make a, uh, you know, uh, put a, a, your uh, e email and all that down. Uh, that's if you want to make a comment. But if you don't want to make a comment, you can go in there, click on it, and just read it. And that's what I suggest for now that you do. Just click on it and read it, and and uh, that's the point we're wanting to make. Uh, don't do that now during the broadcast, but later that can be done. Okay, now we go on. <clears throat> now, um, we see then we have a description of these of these uh, of these horses. Uh, and there is the white horse, and there are these various color horses, all of them representing everything from death to famine to war. Uh, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, also, um, if you look in the book of, um, of uh, Revelations 19, let's turn over there, Revelations 19. Okay. And um, uh, in the 11th verse, it says, Revelations 19.11 And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. In righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in up, the armies which were in heaven, followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, with that he should smite the nations and rule them with a rod of iron. And now there are symbolic meanings of of all, all these kind of things, but we have it very, very clear that there is a war going on here, uh, a war uh, between the forces dark and a war between uh, the forces of light. And, and, and the, the, the war is uh, deeply embedded uh, into the Elijah uh, uh, revelation of the horses representing horses of fire, chariots of fire, and being able to, to uh, move uh, through the, the, the skies and the heavens. And now we have to look at these horses and realize when we are looking at these horses, and though 
the white horses represent a ministry. Uh, you know, they also represent an army. They also represent, uh, you know, the horse that, uh, that, that Jesus Christ uh, is on. Uh, it represents uh, all the horses of 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 of, of hell and, and and of death. Uh, it represents, you know, which is the pale horse rider. Uh, it, this is an incredible theme. It's an incredible thing that is happening. There's been a lot of preaching on this, uh, but sadly, there has been a lot of, of disinformation and a lot of not understanding what the Word was really saying. And that's what we want to, to get into your hearts and minds uh, today so that, uh, you know, you will be able to, to, uh, to, really, to really get into uh, this Word, uh, you know, and, and uh, be able to uh, appreciate it in its... Uh, you know, in its, its fullest reality, uh, and in the in the uh, in the book of um, Revelations nineteen nineteen, it says, "And I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth, and their armies, gathered together to make war against him that sat on the white horse, and against his army." Now there cannot be any doubt. Uh, I don't believe uh, there can be any doubt in this that we are talking about a war. And, and there are armies involved here, and they are about two different side, sides. And uh, it, it is a, quite an incredible uh, event, and it's no small matter. And it's very uh, much worked out uh, in description here. Uh, but there are many, many symbolisms and many things that need to be uh, brought to your attention so that you can understand uh, you know what the message really is, and we are talking about uh, spaceships uh, on the white horse side. We're talking Ziths and Zooks and planetomes. On the uh, the uh, forces dark side, we're talking Zats and Zams. Ziths spelled uh, Z Z I T H S in Canada. Uh, it's Z uh, Z I T H S, and Zooks uh, Z U U T S, and Planadomes uh, P L A N A D O M E S, and then uh, Zats Z A T S, and Zams Z A M S. I hope that's helpful to you, uh, you know, to be able to know exactly what it's, it spell, spells like. Now. Before we get into the details of these um, uh, people that are the Mantis people and into the details of these spaceships, I want to take you back in time. And I want to take you all the way back to the book of Genesis, chapter 1. So turn with me, if you would, please, to Genesis, chapter 1. And we're going to talk about what has happened here that has made this whole thing come about uh, that, that, is, that is, is going on. Okay. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the Peace Manifest MIV Bible, uh, it, 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 it is talking about manifold God. Manifold God. And uh, <clears throat> now, what can manifold God uh, uh, represent? 
manifold God can represent gods and lords. Uh, he's, he's, you know, the Bible talks about the Father, it talks about the Son, talks about them being King of Kings and Lord of Lords, God of Gods. And, and uh, we know there are the kind of gods that are idols. But we're not talking about this here. We are talking about uh, the, in Ephesians where it mentions, uh, you know, principalities and powers. And, and uh, that, that is uh, uh, such an important thing to not forget and to lose uh, track of because the war that is going on now uh, which is is the angelic war number two uh, involves uh, you know principalities and powers, and and so that principality and powers uh, is described uh, in Ephesians, I believe, uh, chapter six. Uh, maybe I I've quoted this different times, but maybe I should turn there. And here we go, chapter six, verse twelve: For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Keep a note of that high places because there is a very important relationship to the understanding of the high places. Okay? So, now back to Genesis 1. So when we, when we are talking about the word here, it is Elohim. Now, I understand that that uh, Elo, uh, Elohim can, by certain um, uh, usage uh, and and verb verbalage, uh, be considered to be uh, God and not gods, uh, be a singular. Uh, I understand that, but I also understand that uh, the Bible interprets itself. And, and the, the way that the Bible does that is by the context. So when the context uh, uh, talks about God and says, let us uh, make man in our image, verse 26, and, and uh, when it, 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 it uses these terms like that uh, in the plural, uh, in the same chapter, uh, that then modifies uh, the term Elohim to be exactly what that term originally means in its use. Um, uh, if it was intended for it to just absolutely mean uh, singularly a God, it could have said Aloha, which is a single term meaning God and not a plural term. But it said Elohim because it's, that's exactly what it means, and it means manifold. Okay, so now we have manifold God, and we have the we have something that is happening. Uh, we have um, we have the 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 uh, spirits of of uh, certain of the of the Ophanim angels and Yaviel, and they are going um, down to earth. Uh, this is before uh, any war at all uh, that has happened. Lucifer has been assigned, uh, you know, to um, uh, be in in charge uh, of the Ophanims. Uh, he is a uh, an angel, a, an archangel uh, from the cherubims, and uh, so far everything is good, and there's peace, and he's been you know uh, given that that job, um, and and so they are going to go down and uh, spirit creation. 
Um, you can find that terminology in Psalms 104, uh, where it talks about in verse 30, Psalms 104, verse 30, Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created. Thou renewest the face of the earth. Uh, that is one, one uh, uh, for instance, that is very clear about spiriting creation. Uh, and, and that is certainly not involved in evolution. That is something involved in latolution, but not evolution. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much time we'll have to talk about latolution. We've, we've preached on that before, so all you got to do is, you know, go back and, uh, and do some comparisons to it. But um, there's another interesting scripture, uh, which is <laughs> very deep and a little deeper to, to understand it, but it's certainly a different way to look at it, and it's in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1. And in, in Hebrews chapter 1, uh, verse 7, it says, And of the angels he saith, who maketh his angels spirits. Now, um, an angel is automatically a spirit. And, and the angels uh, are, are spirits from the word go, uh, you know, uh, and and um, and when it says and his ministers are flame of fire, it's still talking about the same entity here, the angels. But what it's saying here is something very different. Uh, when it says he makes his angels spirits, he's talking about the scripture I read to you uh, over in uh, the 104th chapter, verse 30th uh, uh, of the spiriting of creation. So he maketh his angels spirits is is uh, means that he is not using them in a physical form they are going into creation as spirits and and they are ministering in a a a spirit form and 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 in this this holy uh, ghost fire uh, and syntonic fire and so it's really a description uh, in that famous uh, chapter there the first chapter of hebrews verse 7 of that very thing, and it's, then it's mentioned again in verse 14, uh, which, you know, has uh, then the message uh, uh, of them ministering, because their whole idea, the idea of creation, the Bible says the earth was created to be inhabited. So the message in the 14th verse is that the purpose of the spiriting of the creation is for salvation. Uh, salvation uh, in, the, in the sense of... Uh, of, of uh, uh, to to bring in uh, to a, a spirituality and to a consciousness of God uh, people that are salvaged uh, from out of just being humans without uh, souls and and uh, uh, without spirit souls and ultimately bring them into that that uh, place of having spirit souls and of course in the case of the fallen angels then they already have spirit souls. <coughs> Okay, so uh, I can't spend too much time on that, but we're back to Genesis. Okay, now, uh, time goes on for a period of time. Uh, the uh, Yaviel and, uh, and um, uh, the uh, uh, special angels are spiriting creation to bring forth creation. And they have divided the Ophanims up into to, uh, different groups, uh, those that receive the transmissions from the group on earth that are spiriting the creations 
and and uh, and uh, and then though and they they verify that set that into the record uh, and then there are the the other group another group that is involved in the praising of God and the glory of God and uh, so there are these various groups involved in various activities that are back there. Uh, Lucifer is the overseer of them, and uh, he is not an Ophanim. He is a cherub. And I've given you lots of scriptures of that in the past, that he is a cherub, uh, which is uh, <clears throat> of the order of the cherubim. And because he is a cherubim and not an Ophanim, uh, he was perfect in his cherubimic order. But the Ophanim order is a different order than the cherubimic order. And it's a different order than the seraphimic order. And so he was not perfect as a, as a uh, Ophanim. He was only perfect as a cherubim. And uh, uh, this uh, possibly, you know, was an oversight, uh, but not thought to be of any consequences. And uh, then uh, he begins to get the idea, uh, you know, because now he is sitting in the the seat of, of Yahweh, of Yahweh He's sitting in the seat of Yahweh and he's using uh, his same title, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bright and Morning Star, because that is the title of Yahweh and 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 the angels, the Ophanims, are called, uh, you know, um, Morning Stars also. And, and the promise of the overcoming is that they will be given, you know, a, a, a star, uh, and, and a morning star. That's, that's all... Uh, very uh, much uh, dug in to to that revelation, but now Lucifer is is acting out as the morning star in the place of Jesus Christ, because uh, uh, Yaviel now has gone into this uh, special spirit mode, uh, where he is uh, much less cognizant of of uh, of some of the things that are happening with his body. Uh, uh, of the host of Ophanims, because that is being watched over by um, the the uh, cherub angel uh, Lucifer. Lucifer begins to get ideas that this is such a great opportunity. Uh, it's not that he's wanting to become evil. He's actually wanting to be closer to God, and he's thinking this is an opportunity that he should actually have this uh, as a permanent position and that he should be able to be over all the stars of heaven. And you find these stories about Lucifer in the book of Ezekiel and the book of Isaiah. And um, so then uh, at some point, uh, as this, this idea begins to grow in Lucifer, and these transmissions of the creation are going back and forth, Lucifer decides that uh, he is going to have a say in the creation. And he decides that he will have that say in creation uh, from uh, the vantage point of where he is in the heavens. But he feels that um, uh, the, the place that they have chosen to do the transmissions back and forth from is not as good as, as it would be if they moved uh, to the constellation of Drago. So he talks all of the angels, the Ophanims, uh, to follow him, and of course they are put under his his orders, and they follow him as it describes in the book of Jude. They leave their st their their first uh, uh, state, and 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 uh, they move out of that uh, first uh, state of habitation, and they move to Drago, 
And during that time, he begins to perfect uh, the ideas and the cons and the concepts of playing a part in the in the creation. Now, his way to be able to play a part in the creation is to um, to change the transmissions so that when the transmissions come back uh, and before they are entered into the book, he makes changes uh, onto them. And so when the uh, other part of, of the creation uh, begins to be uh, um, focused upon uh, with those spirited plans, uh, his, his uh, uh, insertions of his ideas are, are uh, imbued uh, within uh, those creation forms. Now, uh, he knows <clears throat> that uh, he can't have some extremely uh, uh, far-out um, creation suddenly show up, because if he did, uh, then it would automatically uh, be known that something was gone, gone wrong. And, and the angels would come out of the spiriting of creation and come back to check out what it was. So uh, uh, there is the time that the angels are involved in creating insects. Now, insects have a natural place. Uh, they have a natural place in the creation. And uh, this natural place in the creation uh, as insects is all part of the creation. And, uh, but, but Lucifer wants to do something absolutely uh, uh, gigantic. Uh, he wants to do something that will have, uh, you know, almost uh, eternal living capability. And so uh, he, he has this concept of, we will use the term dinosaurs, but uh, I can assure you that that was not the term that he would use, but that's the result of it. Uh, but he knows that he doesn't, he cannot just suddenly have these um, dinosaurs that are giants. Now remember in the sixth chapter of Genesis, uh, one of the, the results of the sixth chapter when the sons of God began to marry the daughters of men uh, was that they gave birth to giants. So giantism is a thing that Lucifer Satan is involved in. This is something he likes to do. He likes to make big things and, and, and uh, you know, make them uh, uh, powerful and, and uh, incredibly uh, fantastic of mode. So he decides to make these, uh, these insects and to make a certain amount of them uh, to actually be miniature dinosaurs. Uh, to anybody looking at them, they look exactly like just uh, just insects. And they are the size of insects. And they, they look like insects. But Lucifer, Satan, has planted in them a long-term uh, ability uh, at a certain time to begin to elongate. Now, according to the history of 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 the uh, of the earth, uh, the the insects uh, preceded the dinosaurs, and uh, <clears throat> they were around, according to uh, the theory, for millions of years before uh, the dinos dinosaurs came about. Um, now, the very uh, the very word uh, that has to do with the uh, uh, you know, um, the verse here in verse 21 of Genesis, um, 
and they use the word for whale, but actually comes uh, from the Hebrew word um, uh, that is uh, a, a very interesting meaning. And we're going to, to, to share that with you because um, uh, uh, Tanin, uh, uh, 8577, um, is uh, a, a term that belongs to the root uh, uh, Strong's uh, Hebrew Concordance 8565 uh, Tatan and uh, it means to elongate uh, and it means monster and preternaturally uh, pre formed and so we have within the meaning of the word that was used here to translate the word whale actually meaning the word dragon which actually means uh, these monstrous creations, these gigantic creations, but but uh, uh, there is this word in them uh, to elongate, and and uh, so this doesn't happen while they are in the insect mode until the signal uh, that Lucifer has planted in them uh, begins to uh, come into these insects at a certain period of of uh, of time. Uh, and this is after, uh, sometime long after the spiriting of creation, uh, you know, is uh, is basically well advanced. Okay, so now let's go to this um, this twenty-first uh, uh, verse, uh, and it says, "And God created great whales and every living creature." Now, someone says, "Well, you know, the Bible says that God did this," um, and then this is where. People cannot many times understand the depth of the Bible. Uh, but but when Lucifer is sitting in the seat of God, and his name is the, the name that is the key uh, that unlocks the doors, the, the morning star, uh, and he is sitting in the seat of God, and he himself is an archangel, then he is part of that manifold God. It's Elohim, it's God's, and he's part of that. So when it's saying Elohim... And and the Elohim created great whales. They did diff different things. Different different Elo different individuals or entities of the Elohim had different jobs that they did. Collectively, including what Lucifer Satan did, which is all part of the Elohim, uh, they brought forth these different creations. But nothing like this happened till on the fifth day or the fifth age of creation. And this was a fifth generation age and the manifest calls it the longest day or the longest age of creation, the fifth day. And and uh, and it was during that fifth day uh, that he is involved in bringing forth uh, the plans, the signals in these these miniature dinosaurs which are uh, are various kinds of um, of uh, insects. Now, there are some particular insects that are um, extremely interesting to talk about, uh, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this fifth day, this generation age. Uh, and uh, when we read about it in uh, Genesis, um, uh, you know, starting with Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 20, and God said that the waters bring forth abundantly. 
the moving creatures. Now, waters is another term. If you remember, 17th chapter, 15th verse of Revelations, that waters can mean people, nations, tongues, kindred. Uh, and so when we're talking about these waters here, the manifest uh, 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 peace Bible shows that as being entities, these Elohim. And these waters bring forth uh, these uh, these living uh, creatures. And um, so that, you know, is, is very interesting. Uh, and they have life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament. Uh, this is the beginning of the creature that can fly. Uh, before that, there's there's nothing about creatures that can fly. It's happening during the fifth day. And, the, and God created the Elohim, the manifold God created uh, uh, whales, the the proper word, you know, uh, in this uh, terrene is um, uh, uh, is the meaning of um, uh, of the the dragons. So it is very uh, tanin is very important word to understand, uh, and, um, and and every living creature that moveth. Uh, of which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, every winged fowl after his kind, and and God saw that it was good, and we've interpreted that uh, to show that you know the really the the better and the proper interpretation of that is like in verse 15, and it was so, or or God allowed it to be, or God, you know, uh, caused it to be, uh, and and um, uh, not that everything was being named uh, to be good. Uh, that is uh, got some translation problems, but you know it was interesting to people at a time. But it has all kinds of problems if you if you if you uh, take it on out through the scriptures. Uh, and we're not going to have the time to get into that right now. Okay, and uh, and then it says, and God God blessed them, saying, be fruitful, multiply, uh, fill the waters and the seas. Now, if if you were standing in, like say for instance. Uh, Joseph was standing in for the Pharaoh. He had all the rights. He could bless people. He could give them free food, like, you know, if he wanted to, uh, uh, during that famine. Uh, he he had the signet of, of the uh, Pharaoh, and uh, he was equivalent. He was just like second in command. He was standing uh, as though he were the Pharaoh, and, and uh, Lucifer was standing as though he was uh, you know Yahweh Yahviel, as we as the manifest calls him, and um, uh, and so he he had the right to to put the blessing. Now you remember how that Jacob and Esau, what a fierce battle it was, uh, fighting over the blessing. How important the blessing was, you know, uh, it, it was a really important thing. And and uh, there is a a, a very deep um, uh, power available to be able to have the anointing to do this blessing uh, through this ministry or through this authority uh, uh, through through this office of the morning star which Lucifer was in, in charge of at that time and so he could put a blessing upon his own creation well he blessed those those uh, those insects and believe me uh, they have lasted uh, since the beginning of, of time and he blessed those dinosaurs and they they lasted on and on and on and on until the manifest says that the good angels finally got involved and, and, and uh, used special means to eradicate them 
which of course would be a big problem with a lot of uh, uh, other people's ideas about how they got eradicated. I don't have time to go into that. Uh, someday the Peace Bible will be totally available uh, for people and you'll be able to read these incredible stories and incredible things. Uh, but in the meanwhile now, we've got miniature insects. And and uh, it's very, very interesting. Let's, before we get into too much on the insects, let's just talk about some of these things about the fifth day. You know, it's, it's interesting in um, uh, Revelation 6-9, just after it's talking about the pale horse rider, then it talks in 6-9 about the souls under the altar. And they're, they're pleading, oh, Lord, when can we get out of here? When can we, you know, be set free? And when can we be, you know, avenged of this and the other people? And they obviously are all uh, uh, victims uh, of, of those uh, uh, forces of dark, of, 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 the, of the horses uh, that, that belong to, to, uh, the, to the uh, empire of, of the forces dark. Now, uh, that is interesting that that is revealed in the fifth seal. That fifth seal ties into the revelation of, of the fifth day. And then if you go uh, on into uh, Revelations uh, 16.10, uh, that is very, very interesting. I'll, I'll skip over there and read that real fast. Revelations 16.10. This is very, <laughs> very exciting. Uh, because this action, uh, you know, uh, uh, has has uh, happened, uh, you know, from the 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 uh, fifth veil, and it comes out of the fifth veil. And sixteen ten says, uh, or the, the fifth angel poured out his veil upon the seat of the beast, <clears throat> and his kingdom was uh, full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain. Now we we're talking here about the seat of the beast. But if we carefully do a little research on that, uh, uh, you will find that um, in Revelations 2.13, it talks about Satan's seat. In Revelations 13.2, it talks about the dragon gives the beast his seat. And um, in, in 16.10, uh, which we're reading, the fifth angel, uh, you know, has been given this seat of the beast. This is revealed by the fifth angel. So now, when we start talking about this fifth, revealing the 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 seat of 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 Satan, it is actually taking us back into time, which is how the Bible uh, has been uh, set up uh, in the or the Book of Revelation has been set up, and I've mentioned this, you know, several times to you, uh, how that um, is uh, that the. The, in the book of uh, Revelations, chapter 1, verse 19, uh, the, the, the Spirit is speaking to John and says, Write the things which hath been, uh, which uh, thou hast seen, and the things which are, and the things which shall be hereafter. This whole book of Revelation was to be written about that which was, that which is, and that which is to come. And when people are only writing about what they think applies to now, and what they think applies to the future, but they don't have any understanding of the connectedness to the past. They are misunderstanding how the book of Revelation was written. It was written by the Spirit, and it was written in verse 19 of, of chap, chapter 1 of Revelations to, to write the things that, <clears throat> that were, the things that are, and the things that are to, be, to come. And, and it would in, 
include the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. It, it, it goes way back in time because as later we have shown how the, the, the seven uh, stars represent seven different universes. And, and so when we talk about Satan's seat, we're actually talking about all of the way back as we go back into, into to this, uh, you know, almost like before Alpha uh, time uh, when he was sitting in the, in, in the seat of, of Yaviel. And and Satan's seat was in that seat, and he had that power, and it's going all the way back. So uh, to dig into this fifth day, uh, you know, uh, it's there. It's there in the Word, and and, and it's, it's, it's in the fifth seal, and it's in, in the fifth angel of the fifth vial, uh, going all the way back into time into these very deep things. Now, if you turn to Zechariah, the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament, chapter 7, um, uh, let me just go through something real fast on that. There's something very, in, uh, very uh, deep there, and 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 very difficult to understand. Uh, in the seventh chapter, it says that it came to pass in the fourth year of King Darius that the word of the Lord came into Zechariah in the fourth day of the ninth month, even in uh, Chrislu. Um, it's called Chrislex in other uh, translations. Uh, when they uh, and and when uh, uh, they had sent unto the house of God, uh, Shirazer and and Jemelech uh, and their men to pray before the Lord and to speak unto the priests which were in the house of the Lord of Hosts and to the prophet, saying, Should I weep in the fifth month, separating myself as I have done these so many years? There was a thing that they had been dur- doing during the seventy years. Uh, of captivity in Babylon, uh, which was 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 part of the revelation uh, that that the angel Gabriel came to Daniel to reveal the real meaning of it, because even Daniel himself did not know the meaning of the seventy years. They did not understand how that that seventy years tied into the time time and, and the dividing of the times and was part of the of the uh, uh, of the of the covenant of which it speaks of in in, in Psalms and uh, ninety uh, the seventy to eighty years of, of life generation and Psalms one hundred and five in which it talks about the thousand uh, generations and when you multiply the thousand times uh, seventy or seven, thousand times you get 70 to 80,000 years, uh, which it all divides up into the time times and dividing of the times. And, and, and it's all part of the revelation when, when, the, ultimate, when the ultimate conclusion will take place uh, uh, that, that will finish uh, all of the transgressions and all of the sins uh, that have been uh, going on uh, you know, in the world. And uh, and it, it was called seventy weeks, but the angel Gabriel explained that weeks don't just mean weeks; they mean, uh, you know, they mean uh, months, they mean years, and he explains that. And so, in the, in, in chapter nine, verse twenty-four, it says, seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and upon the holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, and to make." reconciliation for iniquity. Now, that reconciliation is a really important thing. And to bring in everlasting righteousness, everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and the prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Now, 
if you're really going to believe what that says, then you know that we've come to the end of a dispensation, and that th- that this times time and and uh, and dividing the time uh, has come to a conclusion, and and that's what this you know that whole revelation is about. And when we go back into this thing in in uh, you know uh, the book of Zechariah, uh, and if we if I had the time to take this into its deepest meaning, uh, it wouldn't mean just the seventy years that they kept this fasting and prayer, uh, and 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 uh, now that they were are. Uh, in Jerusalem, they haven't finished building the city, but they're there. They're wondering if they could quit doing this, uh, but God is speaking to them uh, because you know God knows they don't really even understand that how how that Gabriel came and and um, uh, and then how that another time uh, Daniel says that he was trying to get this answer from from God and and the prince of Persia. Uh, came and withstood him. Uh, these forces of, of of the dark horse riders, these forces of of Satan, did not want that 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 uh, angel to break through uh, to to Daniel. And Michael had to come and help uh, the breakthrough because that that prince of Persia was is is abbreviated word for uh, prince, meaning principality. And and it was an incredibly powerful uh, satanic uh, uh, thing that was trying to block this message from getting to Daniel and getting written in, in what is our Bible today, and and so this thing of, of this of this uh, fifth month and the separating yourself and and and, and this cogitating uh, uh, about about uh, you know these many things to which that belongs really goes back. Uh, uh, to to way back in time uh, to that fifth day, and so you have all these things that are about that fifth day. And why do you have the weeping for that fifth day? Because that's during the time of the souls under the altar that are weeping. On the, uh, you know that are that are are, are revealed as I said. Uh, you know uh, Revelation six five uh, on the fifth seal, and they are they're weeping and and crying because they have been separated uh, from uh, the body of Christ and from the plan, and 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 the white horse ministry and all kinds of things like that, and that's going all the way back into time, incorporating all the things that happened in Daniel, incorporating what happened uh, before Genesis and in Genesis. Uh, it is an incredible. Incredible, incredible thing. Okay, now uh, let's let's uh, uh, go on with this uh, just a little bit further. Then, um, uh, and let's see what else that we can, uh, you know, cause to be very interesting uh, for your sakes here today. Um, so, Lucifer makes insects, which are actually miniature dinosaurs, uh, but plants uh, gigantism in in them. Uh, so that l- at later at some sp- specifically signal within their bodies, uh, they will become uh, uh, these elongated uh, dinosaurs, and um, uh, this is this is very you know very very interesting because this takes us into all kinds of scriptures. Uh, let's turn real fast to Isaiah uh, 33:4. Isaiah 33:4. Uh, and here's what we're going to read. Uh, so many uh, absolutely interesting scriptures. Um, and the spoil shall be gathered like the gathering of the caterpillar, as the running, uh, as as the running to and fro of lo- locusts. 
so shall he run upon them. Now, uh, I have been able to take and do some uh, forensic uh, type of piecing together using this scripture and a scripture in Joel 2.25, which I'll be reading here in a little bit, and showed that by the way that the term has been blended in here between the caterpillar and the locust, that it actually is uh, referring to a part of the of the family members of the locusts, uh, which in this particular case is what's called the praying mantis uh, prophet insect. And, and uh, there is no other insect in the world that is made like unto the, unto the mantis. Uh, they are the only insect in the world that can turn their heads around uh, like a human. Uh, uh, they are so uh, recognized as being so totally different that the Egyptians even embalmed them and put them into little rock uh, caskets. Uh, unheard of. I mean, these are the most incredible, unusual type of, of, of insects in the world. Recently in Japan, uh, they dug into a, a, a huge uh, amber uh, a, a pile of rock that had embedded uh, something like, um, uh, you know, uh, a huge, just a huge, almost unbelievable uh, a number of um, uh, of mantis, like there was uh, 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 that, and these mantis dated back fifty uh, over fifty million years, in according to their their timetable. Uh, in addition to the mantis, they found twenty two hundred other kinds of insect species uh, that that were preserved in this amber. And and so you know there's literal proof because now they have found other things showing that these insects uh, were way way back there into the time of the dinosaurs, just not some new kind of of uh, of uh, insect. Um, even in science, uh, uh, science uh, has preserved uh, incredible numbers of mantis. Uh, and and there are more than fourteen thousand exhibits of these mantis in one of the one of the uh, big museums dating back to one hundred and fifty years old uh, of its exhibits. Praying mantis uh, in mythology are the oldest symbol that was ever used by an insect for God, uh, not necessarily the God of gods, but for gods of the mythology. Uh, so the ancient Greeks, uh, they, they took and they put, you know, the, the mantis, the grasshoppers, the locusts, the crickets together under one name, uh, uh, Acheres. And uh, uh, the uh, etymologist, uh, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they put uh, the, them all together under a name called Orthrotura. And um, so it has been understood before that there is a connection of some of these uh, particular kind of critters. Uh, they sort of have a belonging uh, together. Let's now go to Joel uh, 2.25. And, and this is uh, extremely interesting. Uh, it, uh, it's going to turn some, some things upside down. Uh, before I get right on to the part about the... Uh, oh, let's, no, let's just go to that first. Let's go to uh, Joel... Uh, 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 chapter 2 and let's look at um, at verse 25 and uh, the scripture says I will restore to you the years 
that the locust has eaten, the cankerworm, the caterpillar, and the palmer word, uh, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. Now, uh, you have to understand, and it's very, very important that you do understand, as I said earlier, that that uh, uh, because these things were uh, done in a certain way, uh, with Lucifer being in the seed of God, uh, that 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 Christ has uh, has taken uh, on him uh, the whole uh, the whole uh, uh, shovel's worth, the whole amount uh, of 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 this whole. Uh, situation of what was done by Lucifer, what was done by the the Ophanims, uh, and uh, it is clearly marked in Scripture that that uh, that Christ has done this. And I'm going to, as we get along here, show you the Scripture which proves that that is what what uh, Jesus Christ has done. He has reconciled it uh, unto Himself, and we will. Uh, we will get into that as we, you know, just go along here with what we're doing. Uh, okay, now let's. What they are? What some of your uh, your scientists that are really into the history of insects say is that these four insects that are mentioned in the twenty-fifth verse: the cankerworm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm, um, uh, the, the locust. The cankerworm, the caterpillar, the palmer worm—they're saying that um, they are actually um, four kinds of of locusts. Uh, they seem to be different kinds of bugs, but they're saying they actually represent it, and they they tell about these uh, four different kinds of locusts that are quite different from one another. Uh, what I am saying that with the study that I have done, I am showing that these this collection uh, of number here. Uh, represents, uh, uh, you know, uh, a a group of insects uh, that do include the mantis, uh, and and uh, that are part of some of the insects that are are, are uh, uh, going, uh, you know, that that were used to turn uh, to be turned into uh, uh, into um, uh, uh, dinosaurs. Now, I'm not saying that the uh, uh, the mantis or the locusts were ever turned into being dinosaurs, but they are insects that still uh, are are um, uh, survived from all the way back there in time, and they still have in them the capability to be turned into dinosaurs. And some days, someday in the in the future ahead, as scientists begin to get into some of these things, they are going to be a, begin to experiment with some of these insects. If you've ever looked at some of the books of insects and, and look at, at, at some of those insects and how they look and just did a little bit of look at the, the mantis, the mantis uh, flies, the antlions, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the stick insects, uh, you know, there, there is just some incredible uh, kinds of creations, the rhino beetle. Uh, if if you could see those elongate and and just keep growing uh, and and until they 
became dinosaurs, you would realize how dinosaur they could be. And as their bodies elongated, then some of their thin, spiny, uh, uh, wiry, uh, stick-looking thing uh, uh, parts would turn into, you know, uh, big, huge body parts. And and uh, so someday, you know, there will be a revival of the dinosaurs uh, and and uh, and some of these incredible uh, creatures. Uh, the in fact. Uh, the uh, the very uh, creatures that that are going to elongate, but instead of going into um, uh, uh, being uh, a, the total gigantism uh, of of the dinosaurs, they have been specially programmed. And if you read uh, uh, how that I've explained it in Star Rise, uh, in the Father's House, you will see how that they are specially limited. Uh, to, so that they cannot generate into into other forms, and and only by a special uh, command uh, from the forces dark can they change and go on into being something else. They are limited to being these uh, creatures described uh, in in the book of uh, Revelations uh, that are the the mantis uh, uh, you know uh, people, and and they incorporate all of this uh, aspect of the satanic uh, capability in which uh, he was no doubt the creator of what has become the, the, um, the Fibonacci numbers. And, and you can see how that some of those same numbers that, that has been a revelation uh, to Fibonacci are actually numbers that, that was used to put together you know, this golden ratio and this golden stream. Now, now uh, there's so much manifest that could be told to you about this that we would go on and on and on, and we would hardly be able to get anywhere for for so much that there is to say. But but before I go on any further with that, and before I get into the the reconciliation and all those other things, um, I want to um, I want to go back into Joel here because this is a, a chapter that has really really, really been misinterpreted and misunderstood. And um, here's what I want to say to you. You have to remember when the original text uh, was written, uh, and of course they don't have any copies of the original text. Those are just, you know, similes. They are just copies. Uh, but when those words were written, they did not have vowels. Um, um, sometimes the some of the compounds were doubled. Uh, sometimes, uh, in fact, um, uh, many times uh, uh, when people would read these, it, they had to be able to interpret what it meant. Uh, and, if, and, and many times they interpreted that from the, their memory of how it was spoken orally. Uh, so the, the letters were all run together. Uh, you didn't have spaces in between the letters, sort of like how they do the Internet thing. When you do your email, you run it all together. That's how they were back then. And um, they did not have uh, any punctuation, no commas, no periods, uh, no, no uh, marks, uh, you know, for, for anything. It just all ran together like that. And, and so, you know, it, it took a lot of doing to translate and interpret it and to put it into English with uh, punctuation and with separation of the, of the words and so forth. Now, even with the good work that has been done, there is a lot of misunderstanding 
of of what the the scripture is talking about. Now let's look at chapter two, verse one. Blow you the trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land land tremble. For the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and, and of gloominess. A day of clouds and of thick darkness. And, and uh, as the morning spread upon uh, the mountains. Uh, a great people and a strong. There hath not ever, there has not uh, been ever the like. Neither shall uh, be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Now, what is this talking about? It is talking about uh, these uh, mantis androids that are going to be made. There has never, ever been anything like these, ant- uh, these androids uh, uh, that, that have ever been made before they were made. I'm not saying before they made their appearance in Revelation, but I'm saying from the time they were ma- made, dating back in, into time, uh, there has never been anything like them, and there will never, ever be again. It's not something that God is going to allow to be repeated in history. And, and, uh, and it says, um, A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, nothing shall escape them. Now, uh, they maintain this thing uh, of the theme of the locust. The, the idea of the, of the consuming locust is coming into an area and just stripping it bare and leaving nothing there to even survive on, just stripping it. And, and, uh, and with that connection to the locust mantis, as we describe it, uh, and, and interesting, the word mantis, M-A-N-T-I-S, uh, is actually not praying, uh, you know, like um, a P-R-E-Y, like praying on other insects or praying on other things, but it's P-R-A-Y. It literally is, is, is when translated, means a praying a prophet. And that is the actual name of, 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 the, of a mantis, is praying prophet. And in this case, false prophets. And, and so they are really connected to this thing that is, is going to happen. Uh, and, and it goes on, it says, And the appearance of them uh, as the appearance of horses. If you read and connect this uh, to the book uh, 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 of the story of them in Revelations, as we will in a little bit, Lord willing, you'll see that is the description how it tells them, it, how it describes it, this thing of the horses. Uh, we've already shown that these horses, when you compare it to Elijah, they're actually uh, they're actually these uh, flying space machines. Now, in uh, the, the 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 reference that I wrote in the book in the book of Starrise, I tell how connected uh, that uh, these um, uh, uh, various um, uh, insects uh, that w- that we are calling a praying mantis are to their spacecraft. That, that it is like their matrix, and, and their signal of life is bound in that particular ship. And, and so there's quite the connection, uh, and you'll find it very interesting when you get a chance to get over there and read it. <clears throat> the, so the appearance of them is the appearance of horses. As the horsemen, so shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the top of mountains, shall they leap like the noise uh, of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble. As a strong people... There are people set in battle array. Before their face, 
The people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall uh, like men of war. They shall march every one in his ways. They shall not break their ranks. Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk. Now these these are androids, so they, they are they're you know part robotic, uh, and and uh, they're not going to break their ranks because everything is detailed for them and spelled out for them uh, in, in in the very aspect of of the cellular. Uh, uh, information uh, that they contain. And uh, so it's very, 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 very interesting and powerful. Um, they shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march everyone in his ways. They shall not break their ranks. <clears throat> Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk everyone in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. These are not humans. They don't die when the sword goes through them because their bodies remake themselves. And 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 uh, uh, it is very difficult to kill a mantis, mantis uh, uh, you know, um, the kind that we are talking about is described in the Bible. Uh, it's very difficult to, to kill them. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb upon, climb upon the houses. They shall enter into the windows like a thief. The earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. They're not just on the earth, but they're going to be in the heaven, in the heavens. Not heaven, heavens. Not just sky, heavens. They're into space. And we were talking a little bit about that last last week. We're going to talk more about that. God help me to just have the time to get this all in. Uh, they, and the earth shall quake before them. The heavens shall tremble. The sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. I have some translations of different symbols in the star rise writ okay now that is where the description right there verse 10 stops as regards the mantis androids then in verse 11 it starts talking about the lord and the lord shall utter his voice before his army now when people read this they think that this is referring to the army up above of these mantis androids, and that the Lord is calling that his army. He is not calling that his army. Because he says, he shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great. We read to you early about the army of the, of the dark forces and the army of the white horses, of the white light forces. Uh, that's all tying together. For he is strong that executeth his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Therefore also now, saith the Lord, turn you even to me with all your heart and with, and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. And now we see how this revelation of the weeping and the mourning and setting yourself aside that it speaks of in Zechariah actually is tying back to this very... Uh, uh, event on the fifth day of the generations of the of, of ages uh, there in Genesis, which ties into all this creation of the mantis androids that go clear back in time of, of the seed of Satan's creation as a as a morning star, uh, you know, sitting in the very seat of, of, of Yaviel. Rend your heart and your garments, turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, great of kindness. And who knows, but he will return and repent. Uh, gather the people, sanctify the congregation. Because this goes along with the first part 
in chapter 2, verse 1, blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm. Uh, this part there of 1 and 2 uh, uh, that that um, that uh, uh, it is, uh, you know, uh, partly speaking of is warning the people as it is mentioning it down here again to warn the people of God. And then when you get into the <clears throat> into the 20th verse, I will remove off from you the northern army. Now, northern, one of the meanings of northern uh, is uh, mystery and mysterious. And so this mysterious army, which numbers uh, 200 million, is an army that people has never been before. There's nothing like it to compare. There's never been anything like this before, as I read to you. And, and it is this mysterious army. But he says, I will drive him back into a land barren and desolate with his face toward the east sea and his hindermost parts toward the utmost sea and his stink shall come up and his elsaver shall come up because he has done great things. And now we see that we actually have here contained in this book of Joel. Uh, uh, and and, and this, the Bible is done like this. Uh, a lot of times it's difficult to separate uh, you know, one verse from another. Uh, but but you, it's got to be by the, the Spirit. And you can see now that, that you've got uh, everything, this army of God, including the Artesian army of God, which is all part, which is the sheep of the other fold. And they are all part of, of uh, supplying the, the, the army uh, uh, for, for coming against uh, this mysterious army and, 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 and defeating it. So we really have here uh, incorporated into this uh, book uh, uh, of Joel, chapter 2, a description of the two different kinds of army. But it's being described as all being the same army and all being the army of God. So it's got God at one point using this army to do all destruction and kill people, torture them, and do all these things. And then uh, uh, turning right around, then he suddenly decides to go and fight against the army that is his army that he supported. And so they just make the Bible to be a total idiotic, confused mess. And people say, what? That's God? Well, you know, he, he's, he's both like a God and a devil. He comes at you and destroys you. Then after he's destroyed as many people as he satisfies his feeling to kill and destroy, then he decides to be a good God for a while. And he, he then brings this other army and, and he fights. He's just fighting you know, himself. Uh, that is not what it is saying, and that's why I've revealed this to you today, so that people can get this straight, you know. And verse 23, and then it says, uh, Be glad, then ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain moderately, but he will cause to come down for you and you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. We got the rain, the 30-fold, we got the former rain, the 60-fold, and we got the latter rain coming in the first month. This is the three different visions. Uh, of depth that God is revealing to bring about these things. And so when he says, I'm going to restore to you the years that the locusts and the cankerworm, you know, this whole revelation is being restored to you right now. You're finding out things that's never been heard of before, never been preached on before. Uh, you're finding out revelations that is so sensational uh, that it's, it's enough to, to wipe the front uh, news uh, uh, forecast off and put it on there. If people would just realize the importance of it. And, but he's going to restore all those years, ladies and gentlemen, that Satan took
took for whatever it was, his millions of years for the dinosaurs, this, this big stall tactic that he was using to make it so humans couldn't live on the earth uh, because they would be destroyed, and, and, and he could settle this at a later time after he had won the victory. He thought by that time, uh, you know, uh, give, <clears throat> of course, given 70 million years, if that's the time that it was, or the time they forecast, whatever thousands of years, or whatever you want to call it, it was, that by that time he would have it all straightened out uh, before the, the the commission, and uh, uh, he'd maybe be able to be put back in place, uh, uh, you know, doing his thing. Uh, but, you know, it didn't turn out like that, and now God is promising his people, he says, I'm bringing an army. I'm bringing an army against these, and, and I'm, going to def- I'm going to defeat this army for once and all. And they're never going to be able to make these creatures again. I'm going to destroy them, and, and, and I'm going to restore to you, uh, you know, the years uh, that, 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 these, that these dinosaurs have used up and have stolen from the plans of, of, of the earth. They, they, they've taken away, you know, if those uh, terms and times are are 100% true uh, they've taken away you know like like 70 million uh, 130 million uh, years uh, from times that there could have been humans going forth uh, in the the creation and advancing toward God and and all those things happening that's what they have stolen away from the time of the earth so so God says I'm going to restore that I'm going to restore that and, and and so it's just absolutely exciting. It's absolutely uh, something to to shout about. Now, <clears throat> for scriptures, if you want to look up some scriptures that uh, that are about dragons, Ezekiel twenty nine eight, um, and I think also uh, verse three. I'm not I'm not sure about that. Just say twenty twenty nine eight, and. Um, uh, the Leviathan and dragon in the sea is mentioned in Isaiah 27.1. And in Job chapter 41, Leviathan uh, is, is mentioned. So those are some scriptures that are, are uh, you know, very interesting uh, that, you, that you can put together and, and use. Uh, they, will, uh, they will help you uh, know where, where you're going. Uh, and that, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> One of the creatures that was mentioned, uh, you know, I don't have time to look this up, but it mentions four creatures that were really wise. And one of those creatures were ants, and one was locusts. And that's mentioned in Proverbs 30, 25 through 26. Uh, that's worth taking a look at. It, it really is. There's another thing, too, that's very interesting. Uh, in Luke 10, 18 through 19, it talks about, the Lord saying, I'm going to give you power over serpents and scorpions. Well, you remember these creatures um, in uh, the book of Revelations that we're talking about as the mantis. They talk about them having tails of scorpions and so forth. Uh, some of that is described in the Star Rise writ. We'll let you look at that. Uh, you know, I'm obviously going to have to uh, probably come back uh, for another session to really get everything done. Uh, but it, it's very interesting when 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 uh, the Lord is talking about power over serpents and, sa- and scorpions. Um, you know, um, I've seen people. You know, they they've had these church meetings in which they they loosen uh, 
you know, diamond rattlesnakes, and and uh, some of these people have died from that. Some of them have gotten uh, uh, terribly uh, bitten and very sick, uh, but they think that religiously that's what they're to do to prove that they're true Christians. Uh, I'm not going to judge them, or, or but I'm going to tell you this, that was not what it was referring to. Uh, it was referring to like when Jesus spoke and, and he talked about the people and he said, you serpents. And and uh, he was talking about uh, various kinds of people who were being moved and motivated by the forces dark. And, and so the serpent and scorpions, he's telling us right there, I'm going to give you power. Uh, you know, you're going to be part of my army, my white horse ministry. I'm going to give you power over over these uh, these. Um, uh, androids, mantis androids, uh, w- with with their destructive capabilities. I'm going to give you powers over it. In- interestingly, that when you look up the word uh, scorpion, uh, there's there's something um, that comes out of it very interesting. When you look it up in in Strong's uh, Greek uh, Concordance, um, 46:49, uh, it talks about. Um, you know the the what a scorpion is and so forth, but it comes from the root of uh, Strong's uh, Greek Dictionary Concordance forty six fifty one. So first we have forty six forty nine four six four nine, and then the root four six five one, and the root has the word of meaning for the scorpion watchers. And we know and we've taught in the manifest that there are the good watchers and that there are the bad watchers. And and, and those things are revealed in the book of Daniel and, and many of the other books. Uh, this thing of these scorpion uh, uh, mantis uh, androids, uh, they have the term in them watchers because they are being assigned by the watchers to do their work. And and uh, and these are the the, the 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 bad watchers, not the good watchers. So <clears throat> it's interesting. It's interesting the things that are happening in the um, in the world of dinosaurs. Uh, fairly recently, they've discovered this incredible bird. Uh, it it is a, a a dinosauric bird, and it's it's called uh, 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 Gigantoraptor. It's, uh, the name is Gigantoraptor, uh, and um, it is. Um, they found one that's not full grown. Grown. It was about 11 years old, but not full grown. Uh, but it was even at that uh, when they put the bones and, and and the feathers and everything together, it was 16 feet tall. That's like two stories high, and and it was 26 feet long, and it weighed over 3,000 pounds. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's incredible. Uh, you know, all all of the various kinds of of uh, creatures uh, that that have been made uh, in this dinosaur world. Uh, it 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 doesn't really make sense uh, when the it says that that the the earth was made to be inhabited, and and you know it's talking about. Of people who can worship God, the dinosaurs aren't going to be worshiping God ever. The 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 insects aren't worshiping God, not in the sense that we do with the conscience that we have of recognizing who God is, and, and so we can see that there were there were ages from this fifth day of the generations of the longest age uh, of the creations that there were ages 
that were taken away from us, were stolen from us uh, by the implantation of Satan of the dinosaurs, first as as miniature dinosaurs, uh, hidden and secretly as being uh, bugs, uh, you know, insects. And then later, uh, when the signal came through to them, they began to elongate, begin to, to grow, and, and that giant growth began to come into them, and they began to be the, the many variety uh, varieties of the dinosaur kinds of creatures. Uh, those things are so absolutely understand, uh, interesting when you really understand them and you understand uh, these various verses in the scriptures that refer to the dragons, uh, which, as I said, the, the, the dinosaur word wasn't uh, brought into uh, use until the 1800s, and uh, the, uh, the the Bible, the King James Bible, was written before then, and dragons was the very best word, and the Leviathan, the best words that could be used to describe some of these creatures. And, uh, and, and yes, uh, some of them, there was probably some of them that survived, and, and they're still finding in the oceans creatures that they say belong to the dinosauric age. Uh, and and uh, uh, there's things that they did uh, following ships and reported like that, just like uh, some of these monsters that they say they have spotted but haven't been able to get ultimate proof on. Uh, we don't know all of what is going to be revealed uh, before the, the time is, is over and, and finished. But uh, I do know that, uh, that uh, in history that the praying mantis have been described as creatures of hell. Uh, if you do any study on the, the praying mantis and, and how they operate, they're cannibals, uh, they, are, uh, they, they are deadly uh, you know, creatures. There is no doubt about that. Uh, so uh, we want to <clears throat> get into the, the Fibonacci numbers, check the golden section out. Uh, <clears throat> the um, the uh, 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 Fibonacci numbers uh, they start at zero and one, and then uh, then zero and one equal one, and then one and one equal two, and uh, two and one equal three, and three and two equal five. 5 and 3 equal 8, and it goes on up like that. Uh, then there's the golden section that starts off with these various numbers, like, uh, you know, 0 0.61803 and 39887, uh, and other numbers that, that have all kinds of, uh, uh, of, of interesting connections that when used with some not too complicated math, uh, they end up uh, uh, spelling out pi, which is the circumference of a circle. And then there's the golden uh, string, you know, the 101101011101101101, which is like the, the, the digital numbers that is used on computers, uh, but how that this has some sequences of the O's and the 1's uh, that is closely related uh, to the golden section uh, of the uh, Fibonacci uh, numbers. Uh, these things are very interesting, and uh, there's a little bit of uh, complexity to it, but they're well worth looking into, believe me. Okay, now, we've got a little bit of time left yet, <clears throat> so maybe we can, um, we can swing into, uh, into, into this. Just first, I guess I've got to go over 
briefly uh, some of the last things that that we were talking about. Uh, uh, you know, uh, we, we talked about um, uh, War Two, starting with uh, Revelations 12:17, and the dragon was wroth with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ, and that is uh, principalities against principalities, and. Uh, uh, we we read uh, quite a few interesting things uh, about this to you uh, out of the uh, the Peace Bible. Uh, just very very interesting. Um, let's um, let's go back uh, though into Revelations, <clears throat> and uh, let me just uh, read a little uh, fast section here before I go on with any Peace Bible uh, information. Uh, when we're looking at Revelations, um, we we read uh, in, um, and I, I went over this last week, but we, we just got to go over it again, in chapter 9. And we read where uh, the the fifth angel sounded. Now this number, this fifth is coming up again. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him, personification, was given the key of the bottomless pit. Uh, and um, in the verse 11, it says, And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek is Ap- Apollyon. Uh, we see the connection with Satan and the false prophet here. Uh, all very, very interesting. So this star that falls from heaven is obviously Lucifer, Satan. And he has given the key to the bottomless pit. I explained this bottomless pit is not in the middle of the earth. Because the earth does have a, does have a bottom to it. And if you, go all, if, if you go all the way from one side of the earth to the other side of the earth, you come up to the soil of the other side of the earth. And, and so the, but the only thing that is a bottomless pit is space. It is a bottomless pit. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about this angel uh, falls from heaven, remember he falls from heaven and he's given the key uh, to the bottomless pit. Uh, he is given the uh, the power to to uh, have freedom as the prince of the power of space or of air to, to, to be in the space uh, of a big part of the galaxy. And and uh, it is uh, he's not allowed to go to, to Drago. He's not allowed to go to some of the other uh, constellations and uh, planets that he had been going to, but he's he's uh, you know he can build uh, things that are similar to planetomes so that he he is uh, has a place of occupation uh, where uh, he can he can build and create things, and that is exactly what he, what happens. Uh, he opens the bottomless pit. Now, from the time that he has the key to the bottomless pit and he's making his plans, there can be eons of time go by. By the time he opens the bottomless pit and the smoke comes out, uh, this is the result of what has happened in a great furnace. This furnace is a great manufacturing uh, thing of, of uh, Lucifer. And, and the smoke that is coming out uh, are, the, are these creations that are just in the trial basis. Uh, they are uh, not proven, and they come out as smoke. Uh, their fire hasn't been proven yet, but it will be. And, and they come out, 
and and uh, and you know it affects the sun, it affects the air, it darkens them by the reason of the smoke, uh, because you know they they are already an influence. They are an influence of evil, and they're going to uh, they're going to affect uh, the purity of things, and they're going to affect the 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 light of things. And there came out of the smoke, and just like I thought, locusts, because they weren't fully uh, out of the trial, but out of the smoke. Uh, you know, it's like that saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, that's the way it was. Uh, upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And here we get into um, to an understanding of the locusts, and as and and there being a part of the family which is the same part of the man of the mantis, and so we have a connection of both. We call it the the locust mantis, and and um, because they are listed in Joel and in the other scriptures that I gave you, uh, and when you properly put this together, uh, you easily can come up with this uh, locust mantis. And uh, in the future, I'll have more time to get into it in a more forensic manner. And it was commanded them they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing, neither any tree, but only those men which have not the seal of God in their foreheads. And to them it was given that they should not kill them, but that they should uh, that they should be tortured, tormented. Uh, this is like tribulation. Uh, and the torment was the torment of a scorpion when he striketh men. And in those days men shall seek death and shall not find it, shall desire to, to die, and death shall uh, flee from them. Uh, there is coming a day with all the advance of um, uh, of um, medicine. Uh, they they are saying now that they see the possibility. They see the possibility of humans being able to live a thousand years. They see no reason with the automatic renewal of organ parts uh, within the context of the body, that humans could not live a thousand years. That thousand years is a very important number, because you see, it, it is it, it, Christ in in Adam was not able to to go the 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 thousand years. Uh, he went nine hundred and thirty years, and and uh, then there were seventy years left which then becomes the 70 years of Abraham's bosom, uh, the 70 years of the covenant uh, of the unlived years. So there is a plan that's being put into operation uh, in the minds of humans, even in this day, to overcome that thousand years, but not through Christ, but through the manufacture of advanced science. And, and uh, so there's there's a lot more going on that people understand. When I was telling a, a, a piece back uh, to some of the people about how that the Arturians use diamonds, uh, and this has something to do with uh, operating their spacecraft, uh, the first people said, "Oh, that's that's just ridiculous. It, diamonds are basically inert. There's nothing in them." But, you know, since the time that I said that, there's been two major scientific reports that have come out. One uh, uh, that, that, uh, that I actually sent off to some of my friends and listeners, uh, that they were showing that they had made some discoveries about diamonds far different than they had thought and, and, and were uh, looking into it uh, for the crystalline uh, lattice of, uh, that they have and what that might offer. And then the recent thing that has just come out, which was discovered at a university uh, in California, is that they have discovered that diamonds have a certain kind of memory. Uh, 
and they they believe they can use this memory uh, to create a whole new kind of of atomic reaction. Uh, uh, it, it's just amazing how this, this thing uh, of the diamonds is beginning to come out, uh, just verifying, uh, you know, the prophecies, verifying the word that has been given. This is no different than has happened for years and years and years as the manifest revelations have come out and the prophecies have come out. Uh, many times within weeks there would be uh, articles that would come out verifying that that uh, these things were uh, being searched out, uh, that these new ideas were were coming into operation, uh, and so uh, this uh, uh, fifth uh, angel sounded, and uh, this star fell from heaven and earth, and him was given the key of this bottomless pit, and he's got this power uh, with all of this area, this bottomless pit, and he's got the key to it, and so he's using all this power, uh, you know, to 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 do his thing. So we're going to show you a connection here. Uh, we're going to show you a connection. All right. Um, so here, here, here. Let's go on a little bit further, uh, and and let's read um, uh, a little bit about them in verse uh, seven. And the shapes of the locusts were likened to horses prepared in a battle, and their heads were as crowns uh, like gold and their faces as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lion. I explained this in Star Eyes. So you can go over there and you can read that and get some of that explanation. They have breastplates. It's showing their connectedness as creatures to their, to their uh, flying craft, that that is their matrix, and, and they are a part of that because it, it ties into all of the information. It has the information map uh, uh, all about the, their schematics. And it's in the craft and part of the craft. And, and so they are connected to that. So when they are describing what they look like, they also describe what the, their ships that they are assigned to as a matrix looks like uh, because they are considered to be one unit. But they are actually uh, indivisible from, from uh, each other uh, uh, in a certain literal sense, uh, being a creature of, like a human and being uh, a creation like a spacecraft. And um, and then it goes on. It says, um, uh, and they have verse ten, uh, uh, or let's start verse nine. They had breastplates, the breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings is the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. This is a perfect uh, uh, connection to to the scripture I gave to you in Kings uh, of of the 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 chariots of fire and the the horsemen uh, and the the craft that took up Elijah, and. Um, uh, verse 10, they had tails like in scorpions. Uh, I explained what that is. Uh, also, what the, what the scorpion tails are in Star Rise. You go and you read that. They had a king over them. I read that. Uh, and uh, one woe is passed. There comes two more woes. Uh, that's enough of that for right now. Now, let's look at this. this, this uh, what this uh, I read in chapter 9, verse 1. And the fifth the fifth, remember the fifth, time into the fifth gen generation age, angels sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven into the earth, uh, under the earth, and to him was given the key. Now this, this is a star that falls. It falls from heaven into the earth. Now if you go to the 19th chapter of Revelation, 
you'll see that there comes an end to when uh, uh, Satan is going to be able to reign and have this power, uh, uh, this power that it talks about. Uh, let's make that the 20th chapter. Uh, so, so when the time comes that he is no longer going to have this power and this world uh, uh, war of the of the war of the angels is starting to come to an end, uh, the uh, the, the, the beast and the prophet have been taken. They've been cast into the lake of fire uh, uh, and uh, burning with brimstone. And, and that is a very interesting subject, that thing about uh, about brimstone, because, uh, you know, uh, the Bible says that brimstone came out of the heavens and it destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and all of those cities. Now, they have been doing a lot of, uh, you know, over the years uh, of, of, of study over there uh, and 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 uh, digging, and so far, uh, in within the five cities of the Sodom and Gomorrah area, that was destroyed uh, by uh, this, uh, 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 you know, a fire, volcanic-like fire that came out of heavens called uh, Brim, it was brimstone. Uh, they have so far found one million graves in that area. So that means that going way back in time, at the time of Sodom and Gomorrah, there was uh, thousands and thousands of people that lived in the area of those five cities that were destroyed by the brimstone that came down from heaven. And uh, uh, I have seen pictures of of the this area, and it's absolutely incredible. Uh, you know these whole areas, like of where Sodom was, close to the Red uh, to the Dead Sea. Uh, is, is uh, covered with vast numbers of balls of, of, of pure uh, elementary sulfur, uh, just riddling uh, the surface with these salt bowls, and it has uh, so, uh, you know sulfur in it, uh, has a uh, you know a, a, a small amount of um, of of another uh, product, uh, but it's still considered to be a pure product. And uh, it's been, uh, they say, for it to turn white like that, it had to be ex- exposed to exceptionally uh, uh, high temperatures for a long period of time. Uh, geologists have not been able to find any other pockets on Earth similar to those balls of sulfur that they have found over there uh, at Sodom and Gomorrah and those other cities. And they've tried to think of all kinds of ways that it could it could have come up. They say it could not have happened from a volcan, volcano. Uh, some geologists think maybe it could have happened from some kind of an unusual earthquake that squeezed uh, some of the inner magna and and uh, forced it up into that condition. But that is doubted by a lot of geologists. Uh, the fact is, uh, there are war capabilities. There there is as it was. I was reading to you here. Um, you know that that there there is brimstone. Uh, you know that that uh, uh, that it mentions in uh, the 19th chapter of um, of um, the book of Revelations and the 20th verse, where it talks about the beast and the false prophet <coughs> that deceived the world are cast alive, alive, a l i v e. Uh, uh, into the lake of fire. They're, they're not going to die when they're cast in there, but it is burning with brimstone. And, and uh, But, you know, the, these people are very advanced, but they're going to be living in, a, in the same kind of brimstone 
atmosphere of the same kind of of, of uh, material that was one day cast down upon Sodom and Gomorrah by the angels. And so, you know, the Bible just keeps backing itself from one thing to another. Anyway, chapter 20, verse 1. And I saw an angel come down from heaven. Now, this angel didn't fall as a star. It came down from heaven of its own accord on its own power, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain of sand. He has taken the key away from, from Lucifer, Satan. Now he has it in his hand. He's come down with authority. He's taken away the key. The, 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 the beast and, and the false prophet have been cast into a, a limited zone uh, uh, among this burning brimstone where they're very limited. They're not able to do any of their work because of the interference of the magnesium and the, and the sulfur uh, and, the, and the brimstone. Uh, they, they can't do any creation in there. So they're very limited. And uh, in verse 2, he lays hold on the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and binds him a thousand years. Now, it, that ends up being right there, the end of World War II. I still have more things that I want to say about it and teach about it, but I see that I have uh, basically run out of time, I believe, unless I'm looking at the, at the clock wrong. No, I think I'm looking at it right. So it looks like I've run out of time, and and uh, we'll have to save uh, uh, a little bit more information on on the uh, war two, and uh, a little bit more information uh, then uh, on some of these other points that I've mentioned, uh, and then get into world uh, uh, war of the uh, of the angels, uh, uh, you know, which happens uh, in Revelations twenty. Uh, verse uh, 7, uh, after the thousand years are expired, we'll get into talking about what that thousand years is and how that then in the verse 8, uh, Satan goes out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth. And you know, there's already multitudes now that have filled the earth and they're called Gog and Magog. And these are creatures from the past and they're going to be, you know, uh, coming back into to uh, to be being uh, having a reality, they're also going to include the peoples whose names was not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, who are the offspring of the Ophidim humans who have already fulfilled their time and a chance, and there's none of them left to fulfill any time and a chance. The Abraham bosom thing is over, and now their names that are written down in the Lamb's Book of Life from before the foundations of the earth has been solidified. But these other people that are the new creations, which were the intended original creations uh, that was displaced by the, the actions of Satan and, and the ages of the, of the uh, dinosaurs and all of the fuss and the muss in chapter 6, the sons of God beginning to intermarry with the, sons, with the daughters of men, all of those things happening uh, became the insects that, that uh, were stealing the years and the time, and which God says, I'm going to restore it. I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to restore it. Hey, don't miss next week as we get into the finish of this. God so bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. I want to say a little prayer here for the people who were on our last, who have been on our uh, last two blogs, www.themanifestor.com. Uh, because uh, uh, we're talking about a holy spot revelation. And that holy spot revelation ha has already been, been working. 
and dozens and dozens of people already have uh, experienced healings. I'm getting all kinds of reports. People have signed on, 31 people so far have signed in on saying, yes, yes, I have received this, yes. And, and so I want to pray for those other people that God is now dealing with, with this holy spot revelation. Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, reach your love into the hearts of these, your people, who have made an indication on, on the, the second blog down that they need deliverance. Those that have not yet had their chance for deliverance, reach out to them this very moment from these words, not only of this moment, but of the moments to follow when this message is recorded and recorded, and heal them from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet, and make them whole, and love them to health, and love them to healing. God bless you people. Praise be unto God. Until next week, God bless you.